It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by you guys. We are finally back to something closer to our normal schedule, which means I get to answer your guys' questions. Uh, now, Pete and I did empty the mailbag. Not empty it, but we, we took a nice chunk out of the mailbag in Friday's show. So we are, I you know, there, there are only a few questions here, so I'm going to be spending a little bit more time on them. Uh, but... You know, we still have some really fun topics to, to get to here, starting with this first question here coming from LA240825, uh, writing, Hey guys, love show. I had a couple questions about Kuzma. First, do you think that Schroeder can help Schroeder can help build uh, or boost Kuzma's production, being that Kuz was often at his worst when on the court with Rondo? Also, being that the draft was this uh, was this last week, and, and seeing as we picked up Kuz at 27, do you believe he has achieved what we should normally uh, but have expected from that late of a first-round pick? Uh, thanks. Keep up the work, and let's get the 18th banner this year. All right, so I'll start with the, the Schroeder thing first and his impact on Kuzma. The the key with Kuzma, I think, is having a point guard who can improvise. Uh, the I, I think one of the, I mean, one of the many, but one of the knocks on Rajon Rondo was that he was very strict in his adherence to sets. Right, he wanted to walk up the court, call a set. And then go option by option, and that's how the Lakers were were running offense when he was on the court. And with some point guards, you know, that's uh, more ideal than with others. But that does wind up having a negative impact on somebody like Kyle Kuzma, who is much better when he's kind of running around and cutting and and playing more of a, a pickup style offense right where everybody's just kind of like think of 
think of, you know, classical music versus jazz, right? And Kuzma is more of a jazz player. Rondo is more of a classical composer. And, you know, the, the, the jazz player can kind of fit into that classical environment, but you're pro you're really trying to fit a square peg into a round hole there. And, and I just don't think that Kuzma ever really adjusted or Rondo ever really adjusted to what suited Kuzma best in those situations. Schroeder is kind of like Rondo in that regard, except that he's a bigger threat individually and uh, because defenses, so so what Rondo basically does, because defenses don't have to respect him all that much or honor him as an individual threat, he relies on on strategy and again adhering really strictly to the sets and the options that come from all of those sets to impact the game. Well, because Schroeder is more of a threat individually. Uh, he doesn't have to be so strict in that regard. And I think that's going to help Kyle Kuzma just a little bit uh, compared to Rondo. Now, I, I will also say I'm not sure what the rotation is probably going to be. You know, I don't know if the Lakers are basically going to go with uh, KCP starting as the quote-unquote one uh, and then, and then you know, stretch out the rotation from there and have Schroeder and Harrell basically be your they they could start but will essentially be your your 6th and 7th men. I'm not sure if that's what they're going to do. I still think uh Harrell starts. I think Schroeder also starts and they roll with like a Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, AD, Harrell lineup. I think that's that's probably the group that's going to get the most minutes together. And if that is what they do there, then you're looking at an Alex Caruso and Kyle Kuzma combination that I actually think works really, really well. They, I, I, you know, uh, Caruso is more of one of those freewheeling point guards and, and, and that backup lineup will, will be an interesting, uh, combination there. But, but, but yeah, if you're looking just strictly Schroeder's impact on Kuzma in that they're playing together, I think it'll be a positive impact. If you're trying to find a a way that it might help Kuzma in a more roundabout way, then him playing with Caruso is going to help him also. So I think I so long as Kuz puts in the work, which it seems like he has and will, there's you can't really question that about Kuzma, how hard he works. Uh, but so long as he puts in the work and 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 improves individually, I think the Lakers are better su- situated next year to make him a better version of himself. Uh, let's take a quick second. Oh, I got I got to answer the second part of that. So uh, the 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 Kuzma, the value from the twenty seventh pick is immense. Like <laughs> you can look through. 27th picks in in NBA history it doesn't take very 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 much googling there and there aren't very many guys who were rotation players on championship teams and the fact that Kuzma was still has a little bit of room to grow is probably going to get a decent sized extension or 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 deal whenever he hits free agency like that 
you look at you look at the the guys that the Lakers have drafted over the years. You know, starting with Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, now Kyle Kuzma, Vita Zubats is going to fit that mold. Uh, there's a lot of guys who are either already paid once over, but or or are about to get paid in a in a nice significant way. And uh, and I, I just think you know the Lakers have always been very good at identifying talent. It's just a matter of optimizing that talent once it's in house. And I think this year with with the way that the organization is set up and with the the way that the roster is built, the Lakers I think will be able to optimize Kuzma more than they did last year, which means that he will only continue to improve on the value that they got with a twenty seventh overall pick that most teams don't walk away with as consistently as the Lakers do. All right, now we're going to take a quick second here. When we come back, I'm going to keep on answering your questions. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and save 10 bucks off your first order, your second order, your third order, and however many orders you or your friends that you tell about this uh, great product get to benefit from. They have great flavors, everything from caramel brownie, my personal favorite name is Cherry Barcia, uh, the, the cookies and cream one is fantastic. Uh, and then they have the regular, you know, salted caramel is 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 uh, my original favorite flavor. And it's great no matter what you might be looking for. Are you looking to supplement a meal while you're trying to cut weight? Are you looking to have a little bit of extra protein to add to a meal if you're trying to gain weight? Are you trying to maintain weight by, you know, just having a nice healthy snack? It's going to be great for you. It's going to have you covered. So head on over again to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. And save 10 bucks off your next order. Again, promo code locked on for 10 bucks off at builtbar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I'm, I usually will stick to the late, <laughs> the questions here from iTunes and uh, and and answer all of those, and I promise I am going to answer all of those. But it's not very often I get a question from my boss on Twitter, so I I, I have to answer David Locke's question here. He says, "Do you believe the Lakers' offense is better than last year, and where would you rank it in the West?" It is better. It's a different. This is this team is going to be very different from last year's team in that last year's team, the role players were basically expected to defend uh, and be dominant physically and athletically and, you know, to really suffocate teams that way and, and then allow that to get out in transition where they were just unstoppable, basically, in transition. 
And this year's team isn't going to be as good defensively as last year's was. But I do think, so if you, if the, the, the lineup that I talked about last segment where it was Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, AD, and Harrell, uh, if that is the lineup that they go with or that they play the most of, that is a very different grouping than we saw last year. You have, and, and it's reliant on AD being able to space the floor as a four, but if he shoots anywhere close to the way he shot in the playoffs, you're looking at uh, three legit floor spacers at their positions with Schroeder, who also he needs to shoot the way he shot last year. But if he does, you got Schroeder. KCP is at this point one of the better 3 and D twos in the league. Uh, LeBron is going to generate his own gravity. It's not like people are going, teams are going to be moving off of LeBron in the half court. Uh, AD, same kind of thing. And then Harold, who is maybe the best, one of the best pick and roll finishers in the NBA. And you have all kinds of options there. You could run the LeBron AD pick and roll. You could run the LeBron Harold pick and roll. You could run the Schroeder AD or the Schroeder Harold or even the Schroeder LeBron pick and roll. Uh, and, and I just don't really know what teams will do with that squad defensively. And, you know, if you swap out Harold for Marcus all, well, Harold spaces the floor better so that Schroeder and AD pick and roll can be more effective or the LeBron AD pick and roll can be more effective. Uh, those of you listening are all Lakers fans, obviously. So you remember what the Pow to Bynum uh, high-low combinations used to look like. Lakers are going to be able to take advantage of that with uh, Marcus Gasol and AD, you know, filling the, the Gasol and Bynum roles. And, you know, I just think from an offensive standpoint, this is a much more explosive team than we saw last year. Now, will it be so explosive that it makes up for the steps that they might take back defensively? And will those steps back defensively mean that they aren't going to be able to get out and transition the way that they did last year? Those are questions I would, I would say are more fair to wonder about. But if you look at the pieces and you're asking whether or not this team is better offensively in the half court than last year's team, then, you know, it, it shouldn't take very long to answer that question. All right, let's go ahead and dive back into the iTunes questions here. So uh, Goat James, number one fan, writes, do you guys think of signing Tory uh, Craig after Denver ran out of roster spots or Nicholas Batum after the Hornets waived him? And I think uh, we should have kept McGee we can't find another shot blocker, taller shot blocker as well. Love to show good work. Uh, so regarding both those wings, I would have liked either of them, especially Craig. I think Craig really lines up with the identity that they're kind of missing from last year. I didn't even frick, I didn't even mention uh, Markeith Morris in, in the rotation talk that we talked, you know, the, from the last couple segments. But if they would have added Torrey Craig, that would have given the Lakers another bigger athletic defender that they still kind of miss. Nicholas Batum is pretty washed at this point. I, I would have liked it as a flyer because he's on the minimum and he was a very talented player in his heyday. So you basically say, like, you know, can you be 80% of that 
playing 10 minutes a night, just going balls to the wall in those 10 to 15 minutes, I think that's a that that would have been a um, an interesting investment. But between those two players, I would have preferred Craig. Doesn't matter now; it's a moot point either way because both those guys are not Lakers. Uh, but but I I, th- I think uh, in terms of value, those guys would have been very interesting. Regarding McGee and whether the Lakers need another shot blocker, I agree. Uh, I I would probably prefer that they go after somebody like Todd Gibson to see if there's any gas left in the tank there. Uh, Dwayne Dedman is another interesting one in that he can space the floor, but that's not really... That is a, a, another step in the other direction, you know, from, from their identity that they had last year. But, you know, I, I think the Lakers, because of... Because of, like, look at... Just listen to this rotation. This is a fun one. Dennis Schroeder, LeBron... Well, all right, so I'll, I'll list them in terms of, of importance to the rotation. LeBron, AD, Schroeder, KCP, Wesley Matthews, Kyle Kuzma... Uh, Markeith Morris, Mark Gasol, uh, Montrez Harrell, who I, I I probably should have put up there higher, Alex Caruso. That's a 10-man rotation there. And because of how great that 10-man rotation is, you can take some chances. Right? That's why I would have been interested in in the Nicholas Batum pickup because they don't he doesn't need to be a part of the 10-man rotation. It's probably why he went to the Clippers because he didn't see a way for for, for playing time given the way that that rotation has come together. Uh, and then, you know, because of that, though, like, so if you look at their 10-man rotation, they could take a chance on Dwayne Dedman, who in his prime was a very kind of fascinating 3-and-D big from, who, who could space the floor and, and continue to optimize AD or LeBron. Uh and so, so you know, I, I'll be I'll be really paying close attention to how they 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 close out this roster, but it's a it's a fun one to this point, and because of how uh, versatile and because of how explosive offensively this this team is, they can really kind of swing for the fences on these last ro- roster spots. By the way, like Devonte Kaycock, they're probably going to be looking into to see what he can do in on an NBA court this year. Taylor Horton Tucker is is probably going to be getting some minutes because of the load management thing, so that's going to be be, be fun to watch. Uh, the Lakers are are they they're so good with their top ten that you can basically just you know double down on bets you wouldn't normally double down on, and and really create a an even more fascinating roster than they have right now so so i i think they've really improved i think you could really i would argue that they have improved more than anybody else at the top end of the conference and because of that you know everybody else is is now trying to chase the lakers which good luck Uh, i don't think you're gonna catch them let's take another quick second here when we come back i'm gonna answer more of your guys' questions
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, uh, next question here comes from Mana from Heaven. I got an A, a on the project that you helped with. Uh, better grades than I got in college. I also just wanted to say uh, thank you so much to Pete, Harrison, and yourself for giving us fans an outlet to express our passion for the Lakers and for honest insight on the Lakers. Couldn't wait for the pod when the Lakers won the title. Thank you very much. The honesty thing is something that I'm I'm very passionate about. The there is nothing that bothers me more than dishonest coverage of a team because and not to not to, you know, step on a soapbox or, or ride a high horse here or whatever, but I I really do think that the people who are responsible for telling the story of the teams that they cover, they they the the, the listeners and the readers uh I'm trying to find a nice way to say this, but basically, if you are if you are responsible for telling the story of your team, and the outcome of that season is one that doesn't come or, or it completely shocks your listeners or your readers, I'm sorry, but you didn't do your job. You know, so if you're saying you know, say you cover the Clippers, right? And the Clippers season last year ended in complete disarray. There were cultural issues with that team. There were chemistry issues with that team. They completely underaccomplished. You know, they, they fell way below the bar. And if your listeners or if your readers were blown away by that outcome and completely shocked by that outcome, then that tells me that you weren't informing them on the way there at, you know, to, to, to let them know that that was something that could potentially happen. And I just think that that is the case with, with far too many people who covered that team, especially for some reason, Celtics have this fan, this issue too, where a lot of the people who cover that team are given access to people who make decisions in that organization. And, because of that access, I don't think are as honest as they have to be so that they can maintain that access, right? That's called access journalism. And given the way that those seasons have gone, if there are any fans who listen to, to, you know, to, to those shows or read those people's writings and are shocked at the way that the season ended or that star after star after star now has left in free agency sooner than, you would expect when they first arrived there. Um, if you're shocked by that, then that tells me that whoever is telling you that story isn't doing you, it isn't doing a very good job of telling that story in a in a predictive manner. And you know, when it comes to the Lakers, I say some stuff that people don't like hearing. You know, and I've had 
there was a there was a thread on on Reddit or something like that. There was a post on Reddit where people were signing a petition not just to get me fired from everywhere that I worked, but but they were signing a petition to make it so that Jen couldn't do, you know, they were trying to dox Jen into losing her job because she they thought they were she was supporting me in my ability to do this full time. And one thing, it's not true. I support myself and support my family. Uh, the second thing, I think that's really wrong. But the third thing that I take away from it, it's almost a kind of sick compliment. Because if I'm saying things that incite that kind of passion, and you know, at that time they were really angry at me for predicting that it wasn't going to go very well with Magic Johnson. And then it didn't go very well with Magic Johnson. And if you listen to the show and you and 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 you listen to my coverage of of that whole era of that year of the Magic Johnson experience, you might have seen the way that that turned out coming. And that's like that, that's that's how I consider my job. Now that doesn't mean that I'm always right. I've been wrong about plenty. I I, I <laughs> probably wrong more often than I'm right, but. The, the, the key to me is being honest, intellectually honest, being not, not to compromise your morals and, and how you cover the team because some of the stuff that you might say might piss a few people off. That is very important to me. And, and to this point, I've, I've been able to maintain that. Pretty proud of it. Let's go uh, one, one or two more questions here. Last, uh, next question comes from Tyson Chandler, 783. Hey, Anthony and Pete, the Lakers are so deep, they could be split in half. And still both look like playoff teams. I agree. Uh, my question is, who would you win to win five versus five? Caruso, Wesley, Braun, Morris, and Gasol. Schroeder, KCP, Kuz, Trez, and AD. The second team. I have the second team winning that. Well, no. Yeah. I have the second team winning that one. Uh, I just think uh, Trez and AD as a as a front court combination. I, I can't wait to see what that on uh, unlocks for the Lakers next year. You have AD capable of spacing the floor. Both guys are incredible pick and roll finishers. That's just it's it's insane. But the other team has LeBron and a whole bunch of people sounded really stupid after the fact doubting LeBron. Let's go uh, one more question here. Australian Laker writes, "Hi Anthony, Pete, and shout out Harrison and Avery." <laughs> Uh, there's a saying in the NBA that playing with LeBron gets guys paid. Looking over your careers, has having LeBron for the past two seasons made a different uh, difference to the traffic for your content? And which of you guys is likely to sign with Clutch before your next free agency with your employer? I don't think Clutch is hiring me anytime soon. I'm a little too honest. But, uh, yeah, I mean, having, bringing LeBron in here has changed my life. Uh, when you When you consider the way that the rebuild was going by the time LeBron got here, right, it was... It was kind of a brutal stretch, and at some point, people were going to get sick of me just crapping on everybody involved with the rebuild because it wasn't going very well. Then LeBron shows up, and yes, that that first year was was pretty brutal. It wasn't ideal, but he played a role in landing Anthony Davis, and the Lakers won a championship, and I was able to buy a house. So, uh, yeah, I. But even there, though, the fact that LeBron's presence on the Lakers and his impact on the Lakers has changed my life the way that it has. I'm still very focused on 
honestly covering this team. It's, 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 uh, I owe it to you guys. Honestly, I, I respect you guys too much to do anything but that. So, uh, yes, LeBron has changed my life and changed our life. And Jen and I were just sitting here today, kind of marveling at this crazy corner that we've carved out for ourselves. But it, it doesn't, it, there is no amount of money that is going to, unless I'm paid to be a PR person, right? Like if, if somebody hires me to do PR, then I'm going to do PR. That's, I'm, I was pretty good at that back in the day. Uh, but, but for, for if I'm covering a team and I'm, I'm asked to be unbiased in my coverage of that team or of this league, then I'm going to, I'm going to continue to do that. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Lakers podcast. Pete will be back tomorrow uh, to either answer some more questions or we're going to, we never really finished our, our uh, player review thread. Uh, we also have to kick off our player preview thread now that the rotation is kind of coming together the way it has. So you can look forward to that as well. Uh, but for now, have a great rest of your day. Make some guesses. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 